All right. Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am Darlene Childress. I am your host. And today I'm going to tackle the topic of screens, screen time limits, devices, all of it. I'm getting all the way into it. This is probably going to be a masterclass on managing screens in your family. So, you know, get ready, get a pencil if you if you're ready for like a masterclass. Um, or bookmark this podcast episode, come back to it, listen to it first time, come back and re-listen to it when you're ready to take notes because I am really going to help you feel better about your kids' device use. So let's get into it, all right? Uh, Okay, so screens. The truth is we all love them. I love my phone. I love my computer. I I love social media. I mean, it's embarrassing to say it. I love also I love nature. I love my friends. I love my kids. I love lots of things. I love my dogs and I really like being on my phone. And we love them and our kids love being on devices and content and watching TV. I'm a big TV fan. If anyone ever wants to find out what I'm watching, I've always got shows. I love reading books. So I have a very diverse and balanced way of spending my time. And part of that includes, you know, using devices, watching TV or playing, um, you know, looking at social media or even playing games on my phone. So we love them. We love our devices. We all do. And our kids do. But the thing is, it actually drives us crazy as parents. It's like we know that the devices are fun for our kids, but then we also get annoyed because our kids don't want to get off of them. And of course, we worry about them, you know, getting too much screen time and uh, we don't like the way, you know, they act when it's time to stop. So this topic of like device use and how much time and what's okay and is my kid addicted? These are the things that I talk a lot about in my programs, in my private coaching and in the groups that I run. This comes up all the time, screens. So we're going to, I'm going to help you get to a better emotion around it and better plan for what you want for your family. So first, let me get into like why screens are hard for us. What I see with parents is one is that they are really worried that their child is addicted to screens. So we're going to talk about whether that's true or not. And one of the things that parents, why they think that is because their kids ask for it all the time. So we're worried that our kids are addicted. We're frustrated that they ask for device time or tablet time frequently. We're annoyed because they don't want to get off. And we use that as evidence that they're addicted. We feel guilty because we say yes, because we don't want to deal with it or because we feel bad for our kids because they're lonely and this is the only way their friends can connect or their friends are all somewhere and they don't have anything to do. So we feel compassion for them. We feel bad for them. And then we say yes. And then we feel guilty because ultimately parents are super confused about how much time is right, right? We don't even know. And when a parent is worried and frustrated and annoyed and feeling guilty and feeling confused, they aren't going to make the clearest decisions. So that's why this episode is all about clearing up some of that, that worry and that frustration and that annoyance and that guilt and that confusion. Because this is what I know that you want, right? These are, what is, what is our goal for parenting with screens? You want your family to feel balanced, right? If you think about like, why is it bothering me 
And my guess is when you think about screens, your thought is probably it's too much time on screens. And so you're probably thinking like we're off, maybe you're not thinking we're off balance, but there's a part of you that's thinking there's something missing here or we're, we're off balance. And you want screen time to be a part of your life, but not completely consuming your life, right? You don't want it to be everything your kids do because some of our other goals is that we want to feel more connected as a family, right? It doesn't feel, feels good in the short term when you have all your kids quiet, you know, and they're like on their tablets and you can finally get something done, get some work done or sit down and maybe read for yourself. I know most of you don't ever take care of yourself, but you know, or like get the, that project done in the kitchen or whatever it is. There's a a feeling of like, okay, good. They're occupied and you can relax a little bit. But then if that becomes the norm, you can start to feel disconnected. So you want to feel balanced as a family. You want to feel connected. You also want to have peace and ease, right? You want it there to be like less fighting when you say no and when it's time to stop that it's easy. So that's another goal that parents have when it comes to screens. It's like we want our family to feel connected. We want screens to be easy, easy on and easy off, right? Easy yes and easy no. And you also probably want to feel really clear about, you know, what are my rules around screens and is it even possible to implement them? So the good news is that you can actually create the thing you want in your family and not have to feel so overwhelmed by screens. And what that requires is a little bit of understanding about where the feelings come from for your kids, why they like it so much, and then understanding how to set limits around screens. So I'm actually going to teach you how to set limits around screens in this episode, which is why I'm saying it's a masterclass. Okay. So what are some of the obstacles that come up for parents? They're in that place of like worried and frustrated and they want to be balanced and clear. So what are those obstacles that stand in the way of, for parents to like create better screen time limits? And the, the first one, there's five. The first one is that you judge your kid's desire for the device. It's like, when they want it or when they ask for it, you feel upset by their desire. You make their thing, the desire for it wrong. And it gets frustrating. You almost like think like, you know, something's wrong with this kid. They want it all the time. Like, you know, and when you're mad at your child for wanting something, it is going to create a negative emotion between the two of you. And when you go to set the limit around the screen, it is going to feel like you are personalizing it and making like a punishing them with your limit because your brain is like, they shouldn't want this this much. It's not okay. So I want to clear up that judgment for you. Because the thing is, like I said in the beginning of this episode, we love our devices. We all do. It, it, it's such an easy way for the brain to satisfy our need for fun, for entertainment, for something new, for connection, 
for distraction. It's a really great way to get rid of that uncomfortable, bored feeling, right? So your children's desire is natural. For one, they need to use it for schoolwork. That gets very confusing for parents, right? So there's an actual practical reason for devices. So they ask for it for school. And then while they're on it, they end up going into a distraction, connecting with friends, looking up, you know, YouTube videos, double dipping, I call it, when they're on two devices. So they have this this desire for the device and an actual need for it. And it is deeply satisfying to be on devices. That's the that's sad news, right? Is that it? it's a hobby. It's a place kids, you know, are productive. And it's a distraction, right? So they have good reasons for wanting it. The other thing is that the way that video games and social media and YouTube and kids programming, it's all designed to keep the viewer engaged. Like in gaming and all forms of media, like dopamine kicks in. It's timed. It's they, like they designed it for our brains so that we stay engaged in the media and keep coming back to it. So your your child is a product of of the environment and they're human being and their desire is not does not make them wrong. Now, can your children uh, control themselves, right? Can they manage and monitor their own screen time use? Can they set their own boundaries? Can they, you know, be held accountable to, to keeping track of their own time and all of that? They can't, I'm sorry to break it to you up until, you know, through middle school, your kids are not going to be able to manage their screen use on their own. They're going to need firm limits and you coming in and and having them, you know, you hold the limits by coming in and saying, okay, time's up or you turn it off, you know, using uh, screen time limits, like, you know, technology, things like that. The, the thing that I think parents get upset about is that they look at their child's desire for it and then their inability to stop on their own as something like is wrong with their kid. Like their kid is lazy. Their kid doesn't, isn't motivated. Their kid doesn't care about school, doesn't care about socializing, doesn't care about being outside. It's, it's not that they don't care. It's just the pull of the device is there and it's going to be, it's natural. The pull of the device is natural, but that's why they have you, right? Because you are a grown up. Kids, they don't know how to delay gratification, right? They don't understand cause and effect. They don't really understand time very well. They spend very little time thinking about the future. That's just not how kids are oriented. They need a grown-up who understands, for example, that you can't only eat candy, never go outside, not sleep, and watch YouTube videos all day for weeks at a time. We, We know that that's not okay, because we have experience. We have access to prefrontal cortex. We have access to critical thinking. We can delay gratification, kind of. So your kids, they need you to set limits. And I'm going to show you how. But the, the desire isn't the actual problem. And the sooner that you can think, get yourself out of that way of thinking, like, oh, they always want it. The, the, and being frustrated by the ask 
and be more compassionate for the desire, the way that you handle the screen in your family is going to be less emotionally charged, which is cool. The second part of this thought, right, that they shouldn't want it this much is my, because they want it this much, it means they're addicted. So this thought around screen addiction, it really doesn't serve you because it creates fear in you. It creates a lot of emotion around their desire. Wanting a lot of device time doesn't mean your child is addicted or that anything has gone wrong. It's normal to crave screens. If you are thinking my kid is addicted, then you're going to look for evidence of that being true. So when they ask for it, you're going to be like, see, you know, when they don't want to get off of it, you're going to be like, see, they're addicted. You know, when they seem um, physically affected by the screens right after they play or after they watch TV, you're going to be like, oh, look, they're, they're addicted. When they prefer screens over being with people, oh, they're addicted. When they don't know how to stop on their own, oh, they're addicted. That thought is going to trigger deeper anxiety than is necessary. I want you to frame this whole thing as the desire for devices is normal and it doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. I would love for you to try on these few reframes that I'm going to offer to you right now, some new thoughts so that you don't get super mad at your kid because when you are super mad, you're not thinking clearly. That's just how it is. Anything that I can do as your coach to help you not think negative thoughts is going to get you to calm. When you're thinking thoughts like addiction, well, all of a sudden we go into drug addiction and food addiction. Like your the 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 mental connections your brain is going to make when you think of the word addiction is going to trigger you into some deeper fear. So here's what some new thoughts I want you to think. My kid likes things that are fun and being on a device is fun, (laughs) right? My kid loves things that are fun. Being on a device is fun. That's why they like it. Another thought you can borrow is wanting something doesn't mean someone is addicted. Wanting something isn't the same as being addicted to something. Desire is not a problem. Those are some thoughts I want you to to try on. Being disappointed when I say no doesn't mean my kid is addicted to devices. Right? Just because you, this is the thing about what happens for parents, another obstacle is for one, we judge their desire. Two, we think they're addicted. And three, we don't, we're not ready for their big feelings when they, when we say no. And that's because a lot of times our kids are so accustomed to going on to, to devices in order to, you know, be entertained and to manage their boredom and all of that, that then when we set limits, they have big feelings about it because their brain does not know quite yet how to shift into something new. So when you see, when you, okay, imagine you're no longer um, thinking, judging them for being wrong for wanting it. You're no longer thinking that they're addicted to screens and you're like, okay, I'm going to set limits. Great. 
Once you start setting those limits, your kid is going to have big feelings because if your child isn't okay with being bored, it's going to become a big, huge issue for you. At the beginning, the more time that your child or your teen or whoever spends away from devices, the more comfortable they will be spending time away from devices. So if your family is a little bit off balanced, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by that, but if your family is spending a lot of time on devices or your kid is, like basically they come home from school and they pop on to their computer and X, you know, Xbox and YouTube. And it's just, you know, from four to dinner and then after dinner for an hour. And it's mostly devices. I'm not judging you. I want to be very clear, but I am going to say if that's bothering you and you want to add more of like, uh, more time outside or more connection or more playing with toys or more games. If you want to add more time for those other things, make more time for those other things, you're going to have to limit screens. And in the beginning, your kid is going to lose their mind. It doesn't mean it's forever. But when your kid isn't okay with boredom, it does create conflicts for you when you go to set screen time limits. And if you're not comfortable with your child's discomfort, it's going to be hard for you to hold the boundaries. Okay, so now we're not judging. Okay, we've overcome that. We're not thinking they're addicted. We understand they're going to be um, bored and they're going to feel uncomfortable. I call that the boredom gap. And so now you're like, okay, darling, what's the right amount? What, how much should my kid be using screens? And you have a couple ways to go about it. One is like, if it's, if you're, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, I don't know, I think we're all right. I think we're balanced. You could just decide to stop listening right now. You could be like, we're good. I, I think I've managed this one and not fret about it, not freak out about it. Like it, it's okay if you think your kids are pretty balanced. Now, what do I mean by balanced? Uh, here's a way to look at the day. I actually did do this, made a pie graph of, of the day. So there's 24 hours in a day. Your kids are going to be sleeping eight to 12 hours. Depends on, you know, their age and their development. I mean, most kids all the way through teens need to sleep 10 hours. So if you think about a day, 24 hours, and 10 of them are sleeping, then 14 hours is school is uh, available, right? And then about seven of those is school. So now we're at 17 hours is occupied. And what, what is that? 24 minus 17. All right. So like that's seven hours left, right? In an afternoon, not counting the weekends, but thinking about, all right, so they have to eat. How long does that take? You know, they have to do some homework. And then maybe do some chores, right? Play outside, do sports, do activities, uh, be outside, connect with you, play with toys. Really, if you think about those seven hours that are available, there might only be maybe one to two hours of discretionary time. Depends on whether your kids have sports and enrichment after school. If your kids have sports 
or some sort of activity after school and they have to eat and they have to do homework and you want to get them to bed by 8.30 and they get out of school at 3.30, you know, in five hours, there's not a ton of time. Maybe there's enough time for like one show or 30 minutes, but for video games, that's really not enough time, to be honest. And so you could decide as a family, like, hey, you know what? No video games Monday through Thursday. There's just not enough time. Or you could decide as a family, we only watch shows together on the school days. You can pick any limit that you want for your family. Thinking about what are your, where's your kid at right now? Where do they seem off balance? And then setting a limit so that you create more time and more opportunity for them to do the things that you think are important. So we all have different rhythms. We all have different routines. Our kids are different, interested in different things. So if you want to allow your kids to have unlimited screen time, as long as their grades are a certain grade point average, great, you can have that. If your answer is, I only want them to have devices after they turn 10, you can have that. If your answer is only on weekends for two hours, you can have that. You can create any rule or limit that you want in your family. The thing is, every time you create a limit, it does create emotion in your child. They are going to have thoughts and feelings about your rules. So the more committed you are to your uh, limit, like your reasons and you love your reasons, And the more comfortable you are with your kids' big feelings, the easier it will be for you to set the boundaries and limits that you want. And that's all just growing, right? Growing um, your own ability to stay committed to your own boundaries. That's hard work. I'm not going to deny that. And being comfortable with someone being mad, with someone being bored, with someone being angry at you as the mom, that can be hard. That can be triggering. Getting more comfortable with it is a big part about calm, being calm. So the fifth thing that comes up for parents, right? We have that the parents judging, the parents are worried they're addicted, their kid doesn't know how to be bored, the parent is confused about how much time. The fifth is just not having a plan. So once you get clear about how much time you want your kids to use devices, then it will be a lot easier. Now, what I've noticed is that parents kind of feel um, like they don't have a lot of power over their kids' screen use. Like, well, they have to use it for school. You know, what am I supposed to do? Or I don't know, all their friends are online. I don't want to, you know, keep keep them from being with their friends. I guess they their friends are playing at eight. I, I guess they should play at eight. There's this lack of parental leadership that I see specifically with devices. And my belief is that it's because we are ultimately worried that our kids are being left out or that our kids are going to get behind. And so we want them, we want to make sure that they have access to the school stuff. And so like, oh, well, we have to give them their computer um, or that they're going to not be with their friends. Oh, we got, you know, their friends are all doing this. And then the third one is really less about leadership and more about exhaustion and burnout, which is also true. Like, you're just like, I don't care. I just want them to be quiet. Totally fine. As long as you are feeling 
okay about it, that you're not guilty or you're not worried. If you have some feelings about maybe your family's off balance and you want to set some limits, recognize there's going to be, you know, discomfort, but that you can, it's, oh, it's, oh, you were strong enough. That's what I want you to know. Like you can handle the, you can handle it. You can handle, your kid can handle it. You can handle it. Now, your kids are going to, like I said, they're going to crave the screens. They're going to crave the novelty. They're going to crave the entertainment. They're going to want that. It's such, it's like, of course, I want to eat candy all the time, but I don't crave broccoli. Now, if you crave broccoli, like you're amazing, good for you. But I don't, like I definitely crave like chocolate chip cookies much more than salad. So, you know, I have to overcome my urge and then recognize the value of eating something green and, you know, what it does to my body. So your kids are going to have their urges. You are going to have to uh, manage those urge. No, not You don't manage the urge, but you recognize that it's coming and it's happening and hold your limit. So how do you set a limit for screens? The first, there's three steps. The first is just figure out what you want, okay? Thinking about your family, thinking about your week, thinking about your days. When do you want your kids to use devices? Be intentional. Look at it from the leadership of like, you know, being the CEO of your family or something. It's like, okay, here's the plan. I want you to make a plan. Write it out. Create an ideal week for you and your kids and the screen use. Like, think about what is it like? What's Monday like? What if they, okay, thinking about your kids' activities and things like that. Like, Monday, there's a a window of about 30 minutes, so it's not time for video games. So I'm going to say they can watch a show. It's only one show. So I'm going to say that, you know, one Monday so-and-so picks and one Monday so-and-so picks. Or I'm just going to pick the show. You know, you can decide. This is what I want you to understand is that you pick what you want. Be in charge. When do you want your kids to use tech? When they use tech, how much time can they use it? Which devices? Which video games? You can ban YouTube if you want to. You can just say to your kids, we're not using YouTube anymore. Now I know that it's on the TVs, right? So, you know, figuring out how to block that or just saying you're not allowed to use the television unless I'm present. This is what limits are all about is communicating to your kids what they can do and under what conditions. So that's step two. The first is you making a plan. It doesn't have to be all like like crazy pants plan. Just like in general, be like, all right, so Mondays they have about 30 minutes. Tuesdays, I'm fine with it after dinner. Wednesdays, there's no time at all. Thursdays that, you know, Saturdays, I want them to like play. I want, I want mornings where they use it. And then I want like the afternoon free. And then I want a family movie night. And then Sundays, you know, we, we do this in the morning. I want to do something together. Just decide. Okay. Just decide. And then communicate. So you are going to communicate to your kids the rules, the limits. So you're going to say, you're welcome to do blank for blank amount of time as long as. 
So the conditions could be that their chores are done. It could be that they've been outside, that they've moved their body, that they've done non-screen entertainment. Or it could be as long as there's no problems getting off today, you're welcome to use devices tomorrow. Or you can make a combination of these. So I'm going to give you some examples of limits. These are not the limits I'm saying you must have. I'm teaching you the limit setting formula so that you can get used to how I teach limits. So my favorite one that I use all the time, that I teach all the time, because a lot of times kids have problems getting off the device, right? They don't want to stop. I also don't want to stop, by the way. <laughs> Sometimes I have to just like quit and put my phone down and walk away. And it's like, it's hard. It feels like I am like resisting something. So it's hard for your kids too, but we want to teach them that it's not okay. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to have feelings and be disappointed that screen time is over, but it's not okay to yell at mommy. It's not okay to throw the iPad. It's not okay to sneaky screens. It's not okay to, you know, five more minutes, five more minutes, five more minutes. Those are, that, that's draining for you. So you can say, child of mine, who I love, you are welcome to use your device as long as there are no problems getting off. You can start this young, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to say that and you're going to think that the limit is the teach, is what teaches them, right? Like that, oh, I said it and they agreed and that's enough. Mm -mm. They are absolutely going to do all the shenanigans that they always do when you say you are welcome to use your device as long as there are no problems getting off. That day, there is definitely going to be a problem getting off because there's no reason for them to pivot their behavior. There's no reason for them to change their behavior. They have their feelings. They have their strategies. That's it. That's what they're going to do. So I want you to, instead of threatening, Ooh, you know what? You're not getting it tomorrow. This is a big problem. You better stop. You better stop it right now or you're not getting it tomorrow. This is what happens is parents do a limit then they rescue their child by reminding and nagging their kid because the parent thinks their child needs to comply that day. And they don't need to comply. I actually, fingers crossed, root for the child to quote unquote fail, right? It's not really a failure. It's that they are, they don't have a new strategy to cope with the feeling of disappointment that happens when they are done with their device. So you're going to say, you're welcome to use your device as long as there's no problems getting off. And then while there's a problem getting off, you stand patiently. I like to say something like, just so you know, I'm keeping track of how much extra time you're using right now. Or just so you know, this is a problem, right? You don't have to, but it's helpful to, for you to calm yourself by saying that. And then also might have your kid kind of recognize their behavior then the next day or the next time that it's supposed to be device time, you say, oh, no, because of what happened yesterday, I don't want to have to worry about that happening again. So I'm not allowing device time today. I don't want to have to worry about there being problems getting off. 
then your kid's going to be like, I promise, I promise I'll be good. I promise. Or it's not my fault. The game freaked out. Or um, it's because of him. They might blame their sibling. They might, you know, blame you. Like they might make the promises. That then goes to part three of how to hold a limit around screens is know what you're doing, communicate it, let let your kid kind of respond and then show compassion for them when they don't have the device because of your limit. They're, your Your brain is going to say, this is not acceptable. Look at, they're addicted. Oh, look at, like you're going to go right back to those old patterns. When you set a limit and your child resists it, you're going to want to judge and punish. And I'm encouraging you in that moment, that is when your child needs your compassion. That's when they need connection. That's when they need you to say, of course you want to use your device. You love it. It's your favorite. I get it. It's okay. Your feelings make sense. You can show them compassion, letting them get through the big feeling cycle and then trusting that their brain will find a solution. Their brain is seeking balance. Their brain is seeking regulation. The more clear your limit is for the, their brain, the more quickly that the, their brain will go, oh, we better come up with a new plan. We better come up with a new way to entertain ourselves. That is what will happen. The big feeling cycle comes and then it ends. It is a cycle. I call it that instead of a tantrum or meltdown because the word cycle, I want you to see it starts, it peaks, and it's over. That's what a cycle is. A big feeling cycle is big feelings come up and then down like a roller coaster, (laughs) right? Or a train that left the station. I always think of like a bullet train in Europe, like and then it goes to the next station. And then sometimes you have some of those slower trains that take a while to get to the next station. So your kid is just in their big feeling cycle. So instead of punishing them, you're going to want to be comfortable with their discomfort. Allow your kid's brain to struggle to find its own solution and trust that your kid can figure out what to do when screens aren't an option in that moment. So a couple other like limits that just the way, so you can like listen to the way that I teach them is um, you can play mature video games once you are blank age. Like you could just decide as a parent, be like, I am going to follow the guidelines on the video games. If it says T for teen, I'm going to say no to my 11 year old. I'm going to say, you can play this game when you're a teenager. You're welcome to play this game when you're a teenager. I can't wait for you to play this game when you're a teenager. So if it says T, that's a T. If it says M, you could decide it's an M, which means 17 and up, adult. Or you can say you can play that game as long as I'm with you. You can play that game um, when dad's around or when your other parent is around. You can make any rule that you want. You can also do that with social media accounts. You're welcome to have a social media account once you are 13. 
And yeah, do they have sneaky ones? Do they come up and and make them up and all that? Yeah, yeah. But guess what? You bought that phone. You pay for the data plan. You can say, I'm happy to let you have a phone as long as I don't have to worry about you creating social media accounts. I'm going to hold on to this phone for a bit and I will give it back to you when I'm ready. Right? You're in charge, parents. I another limit I'll happy I'll be happy to pay for your cell data plan as long as you keep location tracking on especially if you have teenagers you can use this tablet as long as you rest in your room for 30 minutes screen time is from four to five as long as homework is done so you get to make the rules in your family Be confident in your reasons, but don't feel the need to explain them to your kids. You don't need to argue or explain or justify or lecture, try to convince your kids that screen limits are good, like talking about the brain and dopamine and how it works. And like, uh, you know, if you have a really curious kid who likes learning about stuff like that, you could learn together. But if you're using reason, like you're trying to logic your kid to comply, it's not going to work. If it worked, I wouldn't have a job, just so you know. Being committed is going to be really important. Being compassionate for their resistance is going to be helpful. So limits are the easy part. It's managing that resistance to the limit that parents find difficult. That's when we either give in or we punish or we lecture. So thinking about, okay, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what I want. I'm going to set some limits. My kids are going to resist. That's normal. I'm going to stay firm. They're going to learn. That's the process. All right. (laughs) That was a lot of thoughts, a lot of strategy. Um, I, I'm so glad I'm teaching this to you. I hope, I hope it's helpful. I know it is. I know this kind of stuff is really, really valuable for you as you raise your kids. And so I want to just kind of give you those key takeaways, right? It's okay for kids to want to be on screens. It doesn't mean they're addicted. I really want you to take that thought away, like to own that. Like it's okay. Desire is not a problem. I also want you to take away this thought. It's okay for you to set limits around screens, just like you do with sleep, just like you do with sweets. It's okay. You're in charge. You can do it. (laughs) And the last key takeaway is it's okay if your kids don't like your limits. It's okay if they're mad at you. It's okay if they're disappointed. It's okay for your children to have negative emotion. Stay committed to your limit. Be compassionate in that limit. And they will be able to overcome their discomfort. The more comfortable you are with your kid's discomfort, the faster they will get over their discomfort. The cool thing is that once you know how to set a limit around screens, can you imagine how much, how much, how much easier other things would be for you? Right? Like this is like, you know, the granddaddy of screen time struggles. I mean, the, the, the granddaddy of limit troubles, right? For parents. So it's like bedtime becomes easier. Seatbelts become easier. Sweets becomes easier. Cleaning up, homework time, 
when you do a few good limits in one area, it has this ripple effect in all the other areas of your family because your kids learn like, ah, she's serious. Ah, she means it. And that's how you get your kids to quote unquote listen, right? Is when they trust you. When they trust that they can express their big feelings, that they that they can trust that you say, you'll do what you say, right? That you can hold, you're, you become the safe, reliable, predictable adult for them. Now, if you want help setting limits, I want to encourage you to sign up for the next session of the Emotionally Healthy Kids course. So this class, it comes up every, you know, two or three months I have enrollment and If you're listening to this while the episode comes out, the next enrollment is in the summer and it starts on June 29th and we're going to meet at 9 a.m. Pacific for eight weeks for the whole summer. So if you want help getting limits and you want your summer to not just be like screen mayhem, you know, you may want to sign up for this session so that you can have a really good summer with your kids and really practice all of these limit setting models that I'm teaching so that you like have a great summer and set yourself up for success once the school year starts. So I love, I love that for all of you. So you can sign up at my website, which is calmmamacoaching.com and I spell mama M-A-M-A. So calmmamacoaching.com, you'll see the course under programs and, um, it's such an amazing class and I'd love to have you in there. You can get on the wait list. And if you're listening to this later and that class has already started, no problem. Just get on the wait list and you'll get informed of the next time I launch it. So it launches kind of every two to three months. All right. I am excited actually for all, for your kids. I'm excited for them to have these limits around screens because I do believe that your children benefit a lot when they have time to be off of devices, when they have time to play, time to be in nature, time to play games with you, time to learn how to do chores and make their beds. And all those things are really valuable for your kids. And when you have limits around screens, it creates more time for other things, which is the best benefit. Okay, I hope you have a great week and I will see you Well, I won't see you, but I will talk to you next week.